0: That's where the blessing is. That's where the blessing we receive from you is when we trust and obey. May we be your people who trust and obey in everything. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You can be seated. Last week, we kind of ended abruptly, and we left Peter driving his wife in a pickup truck on the side of the road. And they saw the young couple go by in the convertible, and Peter looked at his wife and said, No, that's the wrong story, isn't it? I just wanted to see if you were listening last week. Boy, did we get that all mashed up or what? But isn't that how we do as human beings? We kind of get this story mixed with this story and mixed up. And I just kind of wondered if any of you got anything last week out of what was spoken to you. Because it's not Barry's words that Barry speaks. Barry's here as a servant of the Most High God. And we just want you to know what He wants you to know. See, it's God's words that change everything. It's not Barry's words unless Barry incorporates God's words into His words. How exciting is that? I've had a chance to live that exciting life for 30-some-plus years now. And I know when Barry's speaking and I know when Holy Spirit's speaking. Sometimes I wonder half the time, but then the fruit tells the truth, doesn't it? The fruit bears what is actually happening here. Something that's going on in Baseline right now, very special that you're a part of this. But what's going on in Baseline, there's no man that can author author this. There's no person that can bring this type of instruction. Only the Spirit of God can do what's going on here right now. And he said he's doing something very special in the lives of his people at Baseline Church. And it's just, it's not that it's baseline, it's not, it's that you're here. You are everything. Amen. You are everything to the body of Christ. You're everything to this community. You're everything to the surrounding area. And God really wants to flip a switch in some of you. Some of you, the, the switch has already been flipped. And God's just saying, I'm going to fan your flames today. I'm going to just get you bright hot, really hot in the things of the Holy Spirit. Other ones, you're like, I don't know, man. This Holy Spirit thing, it's still a little bit different to me. I, I don't know if I should really... Hey, all I'm asking, just lean into the Word with me this morning. Don't lean out, please. Don't lean out. Don't say, you know, I don't know about that, Pastor. I, I'm, I'm going to think about... Just lean in a little bit more today. Lend me your ear this morning. Come and let's talk together. Come and let's reason together about the good things of our God. Let's come together in his presence and let's understand who he is, what he's doing, how it works. And can we possibly be part of this kingdom of God that you've released on the earth? The answer to all that is yes, you can be part. And the rest is solely up to you whether you want to lean in or you lean out. <laughs> I'm going to lean in this morning. Matter of fact, I'm going to lean in kind of strong. I'm going to lean in a little hard. And we're going to begin to dice up God's word. And I'm hoping that some of you will see some things this morning from God's word. That you're like, I didn't know that was in there. I wish, I, I know now. Hey, you can't go back. You can't unsaw sawdust, can you? You can't unsaw sawdust. Once the sawdust is done. So you quit living in the past, people. I've made a million mistakes. I've done... Two million things wrong. Probably double that. But he still wants to use us and he still wants to flow through us. He still wants to work through us. And that's why we're revealing to you the life of Peter. If you are someone that loves God's word, and I hope everyone here loves God's word, if you open up the book and you look at the life of Peter, pre-Holy Spirit, he did those two million things wrong too. I was like Peter. I needed Holy Spirit. Some of you witnessed my life for Holy Spirit. Some of you saw my flaws, and they were evident on every front and every turn. If I spoke, they were revealed. That's how bad they were. But now the Holy Spirit is alive in me. He's strong. And now He helps me measure my words. I love what Olivia spoke this morning. Measure your words. Lean into your words. Understand that good and bad things can come out of your mouth. Cursing and blessing can proceed out of the mouth. The blessings are what God's looking for so he can hook up with it. The curses is the other side of the curtain, isn't it? That's old you-know-who. Those are his gang and his part. We're not ones who utter curses in Baseline Church. We don't do it. Amen. We don't allow ourselves from this day on, it's gone. No more curses at Baseline. Only blessings. Amen. amen. Only blessings. (laughs) Only the good things of God. Well, we kind of we talked about Peter, and we want, to, we want to instruct you in the life of Peter, and I kind of left my lovely assistant hanging up here all service last week. So I told her, we will engage you this week, but we really had to lay the groundwork for you to understand about what we're going to read in the book of Acts. If you quit reading the Bible, please pick it up again. The Bible is alive. It's powerful. It's amazing. It changes your surroundings. It changes your households. It changes your church. It does everything we want it to do. But sometimes we want to control God's word when God's word can do it on its own as long as we begin to speak. Some of us get to be control freaks. I'm sorry we do. And we want to control God. Stop. God's word is a fire. And it consumes and it grows and it builds and it's strong. And Peter is evidence of that. Because when we look at the life of Peter, which we're going to do, because we want you to know that as a believer, you have authority. And what does that authority look like and how does it function? It's one thing for me to tell you, you have authority, you're a believer. Congratulations, now go use it. But it's another thing to say, you have authority, you're a believer, and you have authority, but let's look at what other people how they function in that authority. And this is an accurate way to function and live. See, unless you've never been taught this, there's no way you can know. It's literally impossible for you to flow in the believer's authority and you don't know half the time you're being hoodwinked by demons and devils and Satan himself sometimes. He's trying to hoodwink you. He's lying to you. And sometimes we hear that lie so much, we begin to repeat it. We begin to speak it because what's rehearsed in our mind generally flows out of our mouth or out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh that's what the King James Bible says about it so we want to speak what's right we want to do what's right and we want to look at Peter's life and say hey you know last week I kind of laid it out pretty strong on a lot of his failures but in the midst of his failures he would have boom revelation pop out of him You're the Christ, you're the son of the living God, he proclaimed to Jesus when he asked, who do do people say that I am? Then he asked Peter, who do you say that I am? Peter, who do you say that I am? And he said, you're the Christ. And boom, Peter was on his way. The cool thing about Peter, before he began in ministry and began to move, he spent three years with Jesus Christ and had all his failures before him. He failed right in front of Jesus. Did Jesus kick him out of the club? No, he instructed him even in his super strong, super a personality. I mean, that's Peter. Do we have any Peters in the house today? Yeah, There's a couple of you out there, isn't there? Hey, let God get a hold of that. Look at Peter's life today and see what Holy Spirit can do with your super strong, super a personality. And for the rest of you, there's a lot of people that weren't talked about in the Bible. We don't read about it. Because they weren't this super strong, super A personality. Isn't it funny how we always want to write about those people? The outbursts, the strengths, the, the bad, the good, and the ugly. We're always talking about them. But that quiet person back in the pew who's moving mountains quietly behind the scenes, we never talk about them. Those are our intercessors. Intercessors never declare, I'm an intercessor. They just intercess. They don't want notoriety, they want Jesus. They want to watch God work through them and change the world around them. That's baseline. That's who we are. Isn't that cool? So we're going to get into the life of Peter. We're going to show you and instruct you on who Peter was and what he did, but we're going to get right into the book of Acts. Please, with me this week, read the book of Acts again. And ask Holy Spirit to bring some things to your thought processes. Say, Holy Spirit, help me read the book of Acts. Because whether you realize it or not, the book of Acts started with the day of Pentecost, the filling of the Holy Spirit, and then they began to do mighty works. And that's what was noted in there. But a lot of times we don't realize how much bad they had to go through with all the good. Hey, this world's going to throw bad at us until we're dead. We need Holy Spirit today to help us get through the bad they're throwing at us, and bring heaven to earth. He really wants us to have heaven on earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. That's what Jesus said the Lord's prayer was. And I just think it's curious that with Peter, when they said, will you teach us to pray? The disciples said, teach us to pray. And out came an example of prayer from Jesus that we call the Lord's prayer. Because the Lord introduced this prayer to us. And more than not, we hear that uttered in a church service rather than prayers in the book of Acts post Holy Spirit visitation and I'm wondering what is the difference there God why are we stuck on that one and haven't progressed to the other and it's very obvious to me the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead that dwells in you is trying for a proceeding in your life for you to progress the kingdom of heaven is progressive; it's onward moving; it's short memory. You know, I used to play a, a game called baseball. <laughs> Did you know baseball is a game of failure? <laughs> do you know that someone fails seventy percent of the time, they're considered great? Have <laughs> you ever considered that about baseball? Yeah, Shoot, I feel more than that. yeah we can do eighty percent at least, can't we? Failure in here. But we still can be considered successful in the kingdom of God in the midst of our failures. I used to play the game of golf. And I would fail 10 out of every 11 shots. But it was that 11th shot, that one shot, less than 10% shot, that, man, it was just a beauty. And it rose up right when I saw it in my mind before I hit it. It rose up and it landed right where I wanted to land. And it kind of trickled up on the green about four foot from the hole. It was that one shot. I'm not going to tell you about the ones that went in the woods. I'm not going to tell you about the ones that I hit on the top and they just kind of rolled down and it didn't even make it to the ladies' tee. That's another story in itself, too. That's the kingdom of God. And He knows that we're going to fail, but it doesn't phase Him. Some reason it phases us, and it phases us because we do have an adversary. That adversary is who your believer's authority is for. Yes, you're going to fail. But what is your approach during failure? I'm going to fail forward. I'm going to still lean into God's word. I'm not going to lean back away from it. The leaning is your responsibility. And this morning, would you please lean in to God's word? We're going to start this morning in the book of Acts chapter 3. And we're going to read verses 1 through 8. This is called The Miracle at the Temple Gate Beautiful.
1: Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the Beautiful Gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. The layman looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the layman by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them.
0: Peter, the failure, John, with him, filled with the Holy Ghost now, and I can tell you right now, they weren't meditating their failures on the way to the temple. They were walking into the temple, A routine that they did to go to prayer, and there was this guy that's always been there. He's always been begging. Probably had some kind of a permit to beg because he was lame. And they came, and this is the same group that couldn't do a lot of things, but after the Holy Spirit came upon them, something changed. Did they premeditate that they were going to pray for this guy? I don't think so. I think they were very spontaneous in this situation. And believer, I'm talking to you because that's the Holy Spirit we serve that works in you. He speaks in you all the time. Lots of times we discount his voice more times than not as you grow up in him. And as you become spiritually mature, you begin to recognize your voice. Kind of like husbands, when our wife says, I don't know, I got a funny feeling about that. You ever had your wife say, I don't know, I got a funny feeling about that. And then you disobey it and to your dismay, you go out and do what you thought you were going to do and succeed. And then it just blows up in your face. That's the same thing that works in the Holy Spirit. And I love women's intuition. I really do. Because I believe the Holy Spirit is almost hand in hand in a woman's intuition. And men, you have the same thing. We just don't call it a man's intuition. It's there for all of us. It's the same spirit. And he works in us that way. So they're walking in the temple. And they look down and they see the same layman. Something must happen to Peter. Because this is not the Peter that was there that was cursing when Jesus was about to get uh, crucified. Something's happened to Peter. And we can go back and mark what happened to Peter. It was an upper room experience. It was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And it changed Peter's life forever. Hey, the same spirit changed my life forever, too. I'll never look back. I don't want anything from that old past life. I want the fullness of the Holy Spirit in my life all times. No matter if I'm feeling real fleshly today or not, I want the Holy Spirit. He can override the flesh more than you know. And that's probably what happened to Peter. Who knows? Maybe Peter woke up that morning and he could barely walk out of bed. He's like, oh, man, this hip, just all those fishing, and all that stuff going, my hip is hurting me. But they made it to the temple anyways. And while they were at the temple, they look up and there's this guy begging. And they got no money or else he lied, one of the two. Do you think Peter lied? I ain't going to give that beggar some money. You ever said that when you're driving by the people on the corner? Get a job. You know, you you say things and it goes through your mind, but you don't say it. You just drive by and you're like, oh, man, I've heard about these panhandlers. This is the guy panhandling people. I'm trying to make it real. I'm trying to put you in Peter's shoes for a minute because you're just like him. So many people in here are just like Peter. You're just a man, you're just a woman, you're just going forward and doing the best you can. And that's what they were doing that day. They're just doing the best they can, getting to the temple. We look at it and we read it in the Bible and we think, these guys were supernatural giants. Nothing could stop them. Want to bet? We go on and read the book of Acts, you see a lot of things tried to stop these people. A lot of things did. They got into more trouble for speaking the name of Jesus than in the history of the mankind got in trouble for anything. Can you imagine speaking the name of Jesus and getting in trouble for it? Kind of happening right now, isn't it? Yeah, the church is trying to be pushed down, but we're saying we're not going to let you push us down because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me and he'll quicken me when I need it. What does that word quicken mean? Alive. He's going to hit you where you think it hurts a little bit, but that's there to wake you up and to bring you to attention. Attention. Holy Spirit's on board. Attention. Holy Spirit's wanting to function through you. And that all can go on right in your little microcosm you call a body and a brain. See, we've educated so much, we've begun to educate that still small voice right out of our life. The still small voice is what you want, believer. This is everything to the believer is that still small voice, that little inkling, that little thought. What did it look like in Peter when he went up? What did it sound like on the inside of him? They don't tell us. But I can tell you from my experience, he might have saw a picture of him praying for that guy when he was praying before he went to prayer. Do you know you can pray before you pray? It's a lifestyle, this prayer that we're talking about here. You can pray before you pray. Well, I'm going to prayer. But on the way to prayer, you're already praying. Now, that's pretty cool. That's living the life right there. That's exciting. So they say to him, Silver and gold have I none, but what I do have I give thee what did peter and john have that's it but that's everything you only got jesus no i have jesus and he's everything to me now listen i know it's hot in here so i'm going to go speedy and we're going to close here in a few minutes i'm just asking you for a minute hang with me hang with me when when we were over in vanuatu this was normal matter of fact this was actually a little cool Lots of times, by now, my pants were already soaked, my shirt was soaked, and my head and face were soaked over there. I lost a lot of weight. It's a good weight loss program. You need to go on a missions trip lose a lot of weight. Get rid of that American fat that we like to bring on ourselves. us fat, rich lifestyle that we have. But anyways, he went in. He spoke to him. And what happened? He went walking. The lame man went walking, leaping, and praising God. Now, I want to let you understand here, Peter was operating in believer's authority here. Peter was operating in believer's authority. He knew he had authority over the lameness in this man. Something clicked on the inside of him, and the two met together. Now, if it doesn't click, people, don't try to push that button too much. I'm trying to help you here, believer. Sometimes you don't hear from Holy Spirit, and you try anyways. And the thing blows up in your face. Well, I was ready. Maybe they weren't. Maybe the other party was not. Most of the time in my life, believer's authority works behind the scenes. Works where you are and nobody is. And I hear something. God will bring it to my attention. A human being will speak. I'll hear something on the prayer line. And where do I use that authority? in the prayer closet I hear of a dysfunction something happening in our church why don't you go address it pastor because I'd prefer to address it on my knees people I would prefer to see the Holy Spirit move you rather than me because if I'm moving you you're going to come to me all the time when you have the Holy Spirit with you all day long bringing you into the truth of Almighty God bringing you into what's true and what is right he's there all the time he's waiting like a gentleman for you to say speak spirit of God speak now we focus on the Word of God at baseline church for a reason because of what you hear spoken isn't in God's Word that's the filter don't listen to it Holy Spirit will only speak what lines up with God's Word in the Bible and that's why we must become keen in God's Word Believers, I'm trying to help you this morning. Believers, I'm trying to help you in your authority. Because without the authority of God's word, you cannot deduce right from wrong half the time. We're human. We make mistakes. Amen? We can read too much into something. We can read not enough into something. But then there's those times when you're just traveling along, minding your own business, and Holy Spirit goes boom. And he'll just introduce a thought into your mind and a picture may be painted or you may hear words. I don't know. Holy Spirit works in you according to your personality. Isn't that cool? I want to help you this morning. Do you know that Holy Spirit has been with you since your mother's womb? He knows every idiosyncrasy about you. See, he said, I formed you in your mother's womb lo i am with you even to the ends of the world of the earth do we feel like the earth is going to end do we feel like the world is going to end lo i'm with you even to the ends of the world so they went in peter and john now peter was the a personality john was more of the melancholy so peter spoke up hey believer i'm really i really want to help those people that aren't a personalities this morning for a reason You think because you can't speak out all the time and talk about injustice and and jump up and down and beat your chest for what's right and what's... You think that you don't matter in the body of Christ. You're the ones that matter most. Because Peter without John was kind of loveless. Peter without Jesus was kind of harsh. But Peter with John and Jesus on board and Holy Spirit directing everything he's doing became the most loving person this earth has ever seen with an A personality. God's wanting to get a hold of you. A personality, B personality, C. It doesn't matter to Holy Spirit because he knew you in your mother's womb. If there's one person that speaks your language better than anybody else, you have a language that's all your own. You have a way of understanding through a history in your life that's all your own. No one else knows it. I could sit here and talk to you and I could talk sideways and rub you really wrong because I don't know all that stuff. And we do that as human beings most of the time. We rub each other wrong, and we don't even know we're doing it. But the Holy Spirit does not. See, the Holy Spirit has been with you since you were being formed in your mother's womb, and he knows your idiosyncrasies, he knows your twitches, he knows your weaknesses, he knows your strengths, he knows everything about you, and he still loves you dearly. And he still wants you dearly. And he still wants to cooperate and work with you and have you cooperate and work with him all day long. The Holy Spirit's amazing. It's God's presence. Jesus had to die in order for him to go to the Father to send Holy Spirit back to earth. And now we have the fullness of the Spirit in everything we do. It's not a short distance away to get there. You don't have to drive 200 miles to a Holy Spirit conference to have Holy Spirit. He's here. Right now, right here with you, Holy Spirit's the same here as He is 200 miles from here. Let's just form the world and look through God's lens and see what it really is. Amen? I want to move all the way to the book of Acts chapter 10. Jill, if you could, will you read that?
1: The first one? Yes. All right. In Caesarea, there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. One afternoon, about 3 o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? he asked the angel. And the angel replied, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon, a tanner, who lives near the seashore. As soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier one of his personal attendants. He told them what had happened and sent them off to Joppa. The next day, as Cornelius' messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. It was about noon, and he was hungry. But while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open, and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles, and birds. Then a voice said to him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, Peter declared, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. But the voice spoke again, Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. The same vision was repeated three times. Then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven. Peter was very perplexed. What could the vision mean? Just then, the men sent by Cornelius found Simon's house. Standing outside the gate, they asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying there. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, three men have come looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, And go with them without hesitation. Don't worry, for I have sent them. So Peter went down and said, I'm the man you are looking for. Why have you come? They said, We were sent by Cornelius, a Roman officer. He is a devout and God-fearing man, well-respected by all the Jews. A holy angel instructed him to summon you to his house so he can hear your message. So Peter invited the men to stay for the night. The next day he went with them, accompanied by some of the brothers from Joppa. They arrived in Caesarea the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter pulled him up and said, Stand up, I'm a human being just like you. So they talked together and went inside where many others were assembled. Peter told them, You know, it is against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you, but God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean, so I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. Cornelius replied, Four days ago, I was praying in my house about the same time three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly, a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard, and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying in the home of Simon a tanner, who lives near the seashore. So I sent for you at once, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here, waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us, whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too, for they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, Can anyone object to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterward, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. Acts chapter 10.
0: Is one of the greatest summaries that help you understand the kingdom of heaven and how it intertwines and works with the kingdom of man and the things here on earth. Acts chapter 10 reveals so much that I can only just touch the tip of the iceberg this morning because it's already time to say amen and have a nice week. But I don't want to quite leave you there today. I really want to stir you up a little bit more. And I want to go back to where Peter or excuse me Cornelius was in his house evidently he was a good guy what we consider a good guy what did it say he did and he had what what was it godliness what did you say thank you he gave gifts to the poor he's a good man this was pre-Jesus this was a good man and God noticed his actions believer God notices everything even before you're in Christ he notices everything and he sent an angel what did the angel tell him he told him what Herb and Diane just repeated and Jill may speak it again do you have it what did the angel say to him I'm looking sorry I'm putting everybody on the spot and they're not ready for me to put them on the spot What did the angel not say? Angel told him to go find Peter and Joppa, who's staying with Peter the Tanner, Simon the Tanner. He told him to go get a man so the man could preach to him. The angel did not preach to him, did he? The angel came with a message because angels are messengers from God who tell you what God can tell you. But there are certain things angels cannot tell you. You're in the kingdom of God, people, and your importance is huge. And if this scripture doesn't show you how important you are in the kingdom of God, I don't know what other one will. How important you are not to just sit back and be quiet, but you also must operate in this great love that Jesus has birthed on the earth while you're doing it. Peter needed that baptism of love. Peter needed that baptism of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is love. Because God is love. And the Holy Spirit is God. And he doesn't function and operate outside of that love. The kingdom works that way. Love is the center of everything they do and how they function. Love is everything they're about. And in love, that messenger came and he spoke to Cornelius and he told him a few things and then he said, go send for Peter. He's staying with Simon the Tanner. Do you see the interaction that's to happen here from the Holy Spirit? See, Cornelius couldn't fix this thing, work this thing, but an angel came. Then he said, "Go find Peter." Now, it says in the scripture that he was nearing this in the city, they were nearing the house where Peter stayed. And this is like boom boom boom, things are happening fast all of a sudden, and Peter's hungry. How about you? Some people get a little ornery when they're hungry. So Peter probably receded to a room so he could pray and be with God because he knows when his blood sugar is getting a little low, he gets a little little snippy. And so he relieved himself and he went. And while he's praying, he's so hungry, he sees a vision of food. You ever been that hungry? You start seeing food? Waffles are dancing around in my head. Peter starts seeing something and Holy Spirit is working through his imagination. Do you see that now? Do you see that? And he, ha- he says he falls into a trance. This is not a bad trance. This is a good trance where the Holy Spirit is orchestrating this vision that Peter's having. This didn't happen outside of his body. He didn't ha- look up to heaven and everybody else is going, whoa, what's going on with that cloud? None of that happened here. Peter went into a trance and he saw food being descended that he could not eat, according to the Jewish traditions. God's about to break something loose and break something open on earth. And I'm here to tell you today, without Peter preaching to Cornelius, without this thing starting here, the Gentiles couldn't be saved still. This all birthed it. This birthed you and me being able to come to Jesus Christ. This is our birthing point right here, people. This is where we began in Cornelius' house, who couldn't come to God because he was not a Jew, but God broke down the barrier through Jesus Christ, did he not? And now we can boldly enter into the throne room. We can all do that. That's the good news. The question is, are you are you boldly entering in? See, Peter saw the vision. The people came, and just before they came and knocked on the door, who got involved with Peter again? Holy Spirit. What did he say? Some people are about to knock on the door, and I want you to go with them. If Peter wouldn't have heard Holy Spirit say that, do you think he would have went with them? No, neither would you. Neither would you. You wouldn't. None of this is making sense. Why did it make sense to Peter? Common sense, spiritual sense, whatever kind of sense you're talking about. Holy Spirit got involved with the gray matter between his ears and overrode his injustices, his biases, all the stuff that was in him. He overrode it all in like that. Holy Spirit can override that in you like that. He can do that for you right now. Any place you are, he can override. He can bring you information because he's known you from your mother's womb. He can speak to you. See, he may not speak to you in a trance like Peter. He had to speak to Peter this way because it's Peter language. And it's revealed to this how this is working in the body of Christ. So it's working in Peter. Peter goes down, hears him at the door. He gets excited and he's like, why are you here? He said, well, we our master sent for you and we don't know how we know you and how he knows you, but you've got to come with us because you have something to say to him because an angel appeared to him. Then he goes all the way back It's important, people, that you understand this. Peter didn't go and know everything. Believer, you don't know everything. You don't have to. You don't have to know everything. You have to know your part. A little is a lot, as long as you obey. A little is a lot, as long as you obey. Peter did a little. The Holy Spirit orchestrated the whole thing. Did he not? Who is the author of the book of Acts? We call this... The Acts of the Apostles. That's what tradition calls us, but it's really the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles and many other people. And guess what? The book of Acts, we kind of ended at chapter 28. But it doesn't end there. The story continued. And if we could go through history and keep writing the book of Acts, we're in it today. The Acts of the Holy Spirit in the lives of the people at Baseline Church. The Holy Spirit wants to be alive in you. He wants to be so strong in you he wants to fill you up and speak to you and work through you takes imagination and sometimes it feels a little risky sometimes it feels just a little bit out there but Holy Spirit is amazing so he gets all the way back and they travel they spent the night isn't it cool how they kind of lay it out they didn't jump in their car and run right over there they had to walk or ride on a donkey so they spent the night at, at Simon the Tanner's house. So you got all these strange people all of a sudden showing up somewhere that no one knew they were going to be. Holy Spirit knew they were going to be there because these people were sensitive to him and obeyed him. What if Cornelius didn't obey the angel? What if Peter didn't obey Holy Spirit? What if none of that worked out the way it did? We wouldn't have what's about to come right now. Because he gets there. Cornelius is so overcome that the angel said, go get this guy. He falls to his knees and begins to worship Peter. And Peter said, get up off your knees. I'm a man like you. You don't worship me. Believer's authority. He understands who he is in Christ. Do you see that with Peter working right there? Believer's authority. Helping his fellow man know his position. Believer's authority. It's working. That, it's working in a believer, and he's about to make more believers. How? Peter simply said, you know about John's baptism. You know how Jesus Christ. Now, did they know? No, they didn't know. But it's funny how they use the words in the book of Acts. You know, you know. We didn't know. But what's so amazing is the Holy Spirit was so strong on Peter's life right there that when he spoke about Jesus Christ, evidently the house of Cornelius, all his servants and everybody believed it. They believed in Jesus Christ. The minute was spoken, the sacrifice that was paid, and that's our part, believer. Tell people about Jesus. You know why you're distracted on Facebook? Because the devil don't want you telling people about Jesus. You know why you're distracted by the television? Because the devil don't want you telling people about Jesus. And it's that simple. Listen to the Holy Spirit, not the TV. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Stop listening to the social media. You want to see God's kingdom come alive? You want to see it blow up? Change what you listen to. Change your format. Change the input. That will change the output. Input changes the output. Input from Holy Spirit change Peter. Change the world. Boom. Book of Acts change the world. I almost wonder what they're thinking when they look down and they see us all trapped on Facebook. When they see us all trapped with media, we see us all, turn it off! Open the book again. Start reading your Bible. Understand what it's all about. Hey, a little entertainment doesn't hurt very much. A lot of entertainment distracts you seriously. If you're all entertainment, which America is, that's kind of one of the gods of America. If you're all entertainment, Holy Spirit, where is he? He's a gentleman. He won't disrupt that. He will knock on your door once in a while and say, can we meet? Can we talk? I got an agenda. I got some things I want to do. I want to work through you. I want to function through you. I want to give you your Cornelius moment. I want to give you your output from your input from me. Hallelujah. So he goes and he preaches. Now, what does it say happened? After and while they were listening, Peter got done with the end of his sentence and it said the Holy Spirit fell on them. Now, not just the upper room, is it? It's not just this upper room experience where the Holy Spirit falls on these believers who were waiting in unity with Jesus Christ. When they finally got in unity, the Holy Spirit came in his fullness, didn't it? That was the birth of the Holy Spirit. The birth of the Holy Spirit means it doesn't end there. He's now alive on the earth in its fullness. The earth has never known the fullness of the Holy Spirit until the day of Pentecost. And he didn't quit there. And it's evidence in chapter 10 of Acts that when the Holy Spirit fell on these Gentiles, they were not Jews, that God has no bias against any flesh. Even the filthiest sinner, even the worst demon worshiper can get saved. People who seem unreachable to you and me... God can reach right in, right when they're ready, and he likes to use and always uses people. He always functions through you. Start giving yourself. Lean in. Lean in in Jesus' name. And just listen, because he speaks your language. I'm trying. I'm trying to speak your language. I'm trying to entice. I'm trying to open it up on the inside of you. But I'm failing without the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit knows you. Holy Spirit works in you, flows in you, and you want to experience heaven on earth? Yes, you do. We're all looking for utopia. Our utopia, believer, could lead us to our cross. Could lead us to a premature death here on earth. Because when you look at the lives of the disciples, especially when we're looking at Peter, he was crucified on the cross just like Jesus, but he wouldn't have that he'd be crucified on the cross like Jesus. He requested that he be placed upside down on the cross. That doesn't anywhere in the Bible, but history tells us how each one of these disciples, minus John, gave their life for Jesus Christ, and all of them were crucified, beheaded, or killed. Every single one of them, except for John. They couldn't kill him. They tried to boil him in oil, couldn't kill him. Sent him to the idol of Patmos so he started, it, couldn't kill him. What happened to John on the Isle of Patmos? The Holy Spirit. God, through Jesus, with the Holy Spirit working, showed up on the Isle of Patmos. You're never too far away where God can't reach you. If you're on the earth, He's here too. Don't matter what people say to you. Doesn't matter what's coming against you. Holy Spirit overrides it all the time. If you only listen. If you, thank you again, Olivia, won't repeat the wrong things that are coming out of other people's mind, but you will repeat the good things of God that's coming through his word. Would you stand with your feet and join me for the closing hymn? Listen, I know it's warm.